to the Amateur Artsy Podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Ashley. And this week, we're going to be talking about a rather famous film, which is a found footage film called The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. This film came out in 1999, so it's the same age as us. Wow. That's crazy. It's turning 21 this year. It's going to be legal in America. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... This is a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. It was $60,000 um, was the budget for the film. Yeah. And while that is a budget that is six times what Birdemic had, I must say they did such a good job with it. Oh, yeah. So, in this film, three students go into the Mary- Maryland? I think it's Maryland. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I watched this one YouTuber who's, like, from that area, so I've heard her say it in an American accent. I'm hoping it's Maryland. (laughs) So, they go to Maryland, and they go into the woods to investigate incidents and locations to do with the Blair Witch. Their leader, Heather, wants to make a documentary. They lose their map, and all hell breaks loose. But does it actually break loose? Indeed. So, (laughs) from that... It is an American um, supernatural horror film, so it's written, directed, and edited by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. So, yeah, as you were saying, like, the students hike into the Black Hills near Burkittsville? Yeah. Maryland? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In 1994 to film a documentary about a local legend known as the Blair Witch. Mm -hmm. So, um... Originally, the town, it was actually called Blair, but due to all the legends and the consequences from it, they changed the name of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, the three students, they disappeared, but their equipment and footage is discovered a few years later. Basically, the recovered footage is the film that the viewers are watching. Yeah. So also another fun thing, um, when the Blair Witch Project premiered, at the Sundance Film Festival in on January 25th, 1999, um, its promotional marketing campaign listed the actors as either missing or deceased, which I found very interesting because, mm-hmm. like, imagine, like, actually going to the cinemas and seeing that and being like, am I, like, watching dead people right now? Like, yeah. it did, they managed to get quite a big hype, especially for the time, because, like, technology was, like, with the internet, it was kind of, like, new. It wasn't, like, a big thing, like, mm-hmm. as it is now. So there was... You couldn't really research much into it. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently, like, we also saw that um, a lot of the cast members, their parents were getting, like, sympathy letters yeah. and stuff. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so people thought it was real, basically. Mm. Um, and the film, it's heavily credited and due to, like, its found footage technique, which later was used by... Um, similar kind of success horror films mm-hmm. such as Paranormal Activity and Cloverfield. Was this the first like found footage film or is it just one of the early ones? Or like the first one that like took off? I think it's the first one that took off. There may have been mm-hmm. other ones, maybe smaller ones because this wasn't yeah. like a big film at its time. It grossed over time. Mm-hmm. But yeah um, so it's, yeah, the, as the box office like we said like it wasn't a big budget but it managed to gross about um, 248.6 million dollars. That's, like, insane compared to the budget. Budget, yeah. Especially if you compare it to, like, other short films like Birdemic and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, low-budget films in general. Mm. Like, 
for a low like, budget be film. a hit or a miss like yeah this one oh my god this was a big hit it's just the way they portrayed it as well that's the thing because they created like websites and stuff documenting because even we looked at one as well mm-hmm. where it had because heather one of the main characters she had a journal the whole time and basically they put out all the journal pages or released on this website mm-hmm. and as well as audio and um like little visual footage that they say was also found yeah with everything else um i did also find it pretty cool that the way they set things up was like um so this footage was found by some like campers they gave it to the police and the police tried to revive it and put it together and then they released it at this little film festival yeah which is pretty interesting um but yeah it did get an imdb rating of 6.5 out of 10 as well as a rotten tomatoes rating of 87 percent but the audience rating was 56 percent a bit low yeah like i was talking to you about it a bit before but basically a lot of the the comments about with about it with the audience rating was basically a lot of them were complaining that the you didn't see the supernatural entity so a lot of them were like we don't really know what to be scared of but like you know i feel like that's the best part of it that you don't know what it is because yeah that's where all like the theories like come up and stuff and yeah we'll discuss the theories at the end yeah that people have come up with to explain what actually happened yeah to them. um so yeah going into the film itself um, as we were saying, like, it's how it's, like, real found footage. I liked how in the inter, I don't know if you read, like, they had it for, like, 10 seconds. But it's basically saying um, how this is, like, real found footage that was found in 1995. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting how they mm-hmm. added it in and stuff. But, um, yeah, the whole film is, um, like, a handheld camera sort of situation. I, I really liked how even, like, the writing at the start was mm. a little bit shaky, which indicates mm. that it's real film. Yeah. So they would have had to carry, like, actual reels of film around with them. for sure. That's the thing, because it looks like bad quality, but that's what makes it look real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they haven't, like, focused on getting, like, camera angles from, like, all different sides and, like, unwanted angles, like, in Birdemic and stuff. Yeah. They've just kind of focused on, like, we'll just get, like, first point of view and stuff. Yeah. I kind of like that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. um, the film, it also has three main characters established, so you've got... Heather, which is the leader. You've got mm-hmm. Josh, which is kind of... He's friends with Heather. They've worked on, like, other films together and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's also got... I think he carries the camera a lot and stuff. I don't mm. really know his role in it, to be honest. Cause, but I know Mike I is like, the audio guy. Yeah, so I'd say that Josh probably, like, does quite a bit of camera work. Mm. Um, Heather does a lot of camera work, too. But, like, when Heather's on, on the camera, yeah. that's when he's holding it. Yeah, yeah, because you see, um, because the thing is, they're basically record, they're documenting this whole story about the Blair Witch, so you see every time the film is in, like, black and white, you know it's footage that they've captured for their short film, mm, yeah. but every time they switch to colour, it's kind of, like, extra footage they've done. Yeah, so I thought just, it was like, pretty behind-the-scenes cool. type stuff. Yeah, because even their footage as well, like, the black and white kind of made it very eerie, you, you were talking about. Yeah, I really like that, just adds mm. that extra spook. In mm-hmm. fact, there's like when they're when they've just gone into the woods, they go to this location where there's like oh yeah yeah it's near like the river or something, mm-hmm. and um, Heather is on in the shot and she's like talking about how all this creepy stuff happened. Actually, she's yeah. reading from a book yeah just like a passage, and because it's in black and white, 
the entire background around her is completely black. Yeah. Like complete darkness. So you're just, like, waiting for something to, like, jump out, basically. Yeah, it's so scary. I loved it, though, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Mm, yeah, so basically, like we were saying, Heather's kind of leading this. So she wanted mm-hmm. to tell the story of the Blair Witch in, like, the documentary yeah. style, as we were talking about. So they also go around interviewing people in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, as the Blair Witch is, like, a known legend in the town. Um, yeah, they interview one lady. I don't remember her name, but she's kind of deemed as like the crazy lady and stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah she talks about because i think she had an interaction with the blair witch or she actually saw the blair witch mm-hmm. or something like that but there's also um yeah like everyone knows about the sto- story especially do you remember that scene with you're interviewing a mom with like the daughter and the mom oh, was yeah. telling the story she was like oh yeah these kids and stuff went hiking up and like they saw this and this and the whole time like the little girl she, she would have been like three or four she kept yeah. trying to cover the mama's mouth. She was, like, freaking out. And I was just yeah, like, Yeah, she was like, no, no. Yeah. Like, it's don't just, tell this story yeah. or whatever. It's scary. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And then like there was, the like... little detail that's, mm, like, creepy. Mm. Um, there was two fish fishermen as well. Mm-hmm. As I think those were the other ones that they interviewed. And, like, they were kind of skeptic. But then one of them was kind of like, oh, yeah, this place is kind of creepy. You know, I saw, like, this lady hovering above the water. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I saw things in the woods. And the other guy's like, oh, it's just crazy. But I feel like that's kind of the vibe they're going for. Like, they have stories, but they're so chill about it. They're like, you know, whatever. That's just kind of yeah. our town. Because, like, yeah, one of the guys who was mm. fishing, he was, like, telling the story. And the other one's like, oh, it's a load of crap, basically. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of, from the start, you can kind of see that Heather is, like, the only logical character. And, like... Um, the guys are more like gullible and stuff like at the start though but we kind of keep track and see how things mm. change from there um, oh I've just remembered um, one of the fishermen earlier he said when they were saying they were making a documentary he was like mm. damn kids will never learn yeah um, but yeah then it there's kind of footage here and there of them travelling up so it takes them a while to get there but all of it's, like, documented, as as I was saying mm-hmm. before, like, in the journal and stuff that's been published um, that Heather kept. But then it kind of cuts to them already being in the forest. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of hiking up. Heather's, um, she starts off with the map. That's kind of leading them where they need to go. Because yeah. it's also confirmed that they've, they're trying to hit two points where I'm not 100% sure. But I think um, there's no, like, supernatural or creepy entities or some, something like weird there or yeah, something. Yeah, places where like incidents have happened. One yeah. of them's like the graveyard and mm-hmm. the other one was hmm, what was that other place? It was the place where she was reading the book I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But those were the two points that, the main points that we're going to hit. So while they were camping out, Josh um, one night he said that he heard noises and um, Heather does confirm like she's like she sleeps like a log so she probably wouldn't hear anything but she also like kind of like you know i don't believe you like that's you know she's kind of showing like her logical side of things she's like you know there's probably like a logical explanation or something to it Mm -hmm. but it is confirmed that like remember this that she does say that she sleeps like a log yeah yeah also spoilers you should have you should yeah you should see this before you listen to mm. this yeah <laughs> um yeah so she starts off with a map and mm. yeah they're kind of just having fun mucking around at the start 
It seemed really natural. That's yeah. what I liked about it. Before they actually go into the woods, everyone seems pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Like they're all like having beers in yeah. this hotel or whatever. They go to a cafe, mm. um, and then you notice the steady decline in like the morale of everyone. Mm. Um, particularly at the start, like it starts raining at some point, and like I think that's just when things start going downhill. Because mm. even like at the start when they're like the first day or something where they're camping out like every they're still having fun mucking around mm. hanging out and stuff but it does after that things get iffy because the guys start questioning her especially about the map like yeah we, yeah we saw this like film theory video but basically like majority of the film is them like arguing about the map and who mm. has it or who should keep it or like what's happened with it and stuff but yeah the men basically keep questioning her about it um then it goes to the next night where um heather she she says that she has a map with her and i think josh wants to see it but like it cuts to them like waking up the next day and mm-hmm. like there's the maps missing and like they keep going on and on about it and then um basically out of nowhere i think she steps in like a puddle or something like the guys are making fun of her and it's just kind of a weird change in tone yeah. From them, like, losing their shit about the map, being like, oh, we're lost. And then next thing you know, they're, like, laughing and giggling. And she does pick up on it. She's like, yeah. you know, what, 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 why are you guys joking? Like, you know, it's yeah. serious. And basically, it's confirmed that Ma- um, Mike took the map and he kicked it into the creek. Mike's such a dick. Yeah. And it just, it just keeps going downhill from there. But basically, they stay one night at this, like, ritual kind of place where they see, like, stones and stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all... Um, Heather... I think it is Heather that heard a noise or something. And, yeah. like, the guys are, like, like you know, they're, you know, making fun of her and saying that mm-hmm. they think someone's maybe messing with them. Like, they, they're just kind of joking I found it interesting, like, it. initially, like... Because on the first couple of days, like she's staying calm and collected and logical yeah and the guys are freaking out a little bit mm, mm. like and then yeah. later on yeah like when she starts to freak out they start to like mock her and say like exactly yeah because no. yeah because yeah. that's what, then, yeah because yeah. at the start especially with josh she was the one who was hearing like the noises but like they weren't really freaking out as much they were more like oh we heard this they weren't like panicking or anything mm. but I think what we read was, like, a lot of things are saying that they were psyching her out. So, like, then she started freaking out and hearing stuff as well. But, yeah, they'd just make fun of her every time she did. And they'd be like, oh, no, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the map kind of goes around as well, as you said. Yeah. Because, like, it goes from, like, Heather to Josh. Then Mike temporarily takes it for some reason. Even, Even though, though it, he can't read the map. Yeah, exactly. The whole movie, like, at the start of it, like, he's talking about how, like, it's, like, it's Greek. I think he says it's, like, Greek to him or something. Yeah. He doesn't know what it's saying. And then it comes back to Heather and then gets stolen. And, like, then we get to the point where, like, there's no more map. And they're just going on with the compass now. Which yeah. I think Josh takes. Even though, technically, Heather knows where they're going. The guys take control. Mike ends up with the compass. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, they're basically... And that's, like, Mike was the one who was, like, has no idea what the hell's happening. Yeah. And, yeah. like, they they decide, okay, we'll all go south and, like, follow the river. Mm. And then, of course, that plan changes at some point. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, the, when they they start going by the river and stuff, but you see, the guys keep throwing hissy fits all the time. Yeah, it's the most frustrating thing. And then that that's the time that they stop. I think it's like a random shot where it's like they're walking and they just kind of stop. And then Heather's like, "Why have we stopped? Like, what are you guys doing?" Yeah. And then they just don't answer her, and then they just change track. And she's asking them, she's like, "Where are we going?" And then they're just like, "Oh, just, just come, just follow us." Like, yeah, yeah, we're just it's following. Just like, yeah, they're not like. They're not listening to her, and mm-hmm. they're just like taking charge. And the thing is, it's Heather's the one who planned this trip. She's the one who's done all the research. She, if at the start, you see her reading all those books yeah. on like survival and what to do, and she knows what to do. But like they're not listening to her, so she's just kind of yeah. traveling along. She's with them. the one who knows that they have to follow the river because that's the smartest thing to do until yeah. they hit something. But they've just gone somewhere else, <sighs> basically. Um. But yeah. I do like how, like, the they do a lot of shots and stuff at night of them in the tent, because that's when a lot of the creepy stuff happens, but I feel like the fact that you can't see anything, like, I feel like that's, like, pure horror. Like, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Especially, there's one scene where, like, they're, they're fully lost, and Heather's got the camera to her face. It's a very iconic yeah. scene. Like, I feel like a lot of people, like, have seen it at some point, mm-hmm. or at least seen, like, someone, like, something make a mockery of it, because there's been a lot of, like, parody films. Mm-hmm. that make a mockery of this scene but basically the camera is like full in her face and she's just crying and like there's snot there's tears there's everything and you can't see like what's going on in the background or anything it's just yeah. her face and she's basically just like apologizing she's like um she she says that it's all her fault i feel like they've kind of just they've planted this kind of like they've yeah. made her seem like it's like her fault like through the times because they keep blaming her and stuff even though the guys are the ones who like keep fucking everything up mm-hmm. and they're just like oh it's your fault oh it's your fault but it's just like we can see from like our views we can see like what they're doing and how they're manipulating her and stuff yeah because like she's the cool-headed one yeah she's the leader she knows mm-hmm. what she's doing yeah and they're just mucking around and not listening to her. Mm-hmm. And they're being, like, absolute dicks. Like, when Mike admits that he's kicked the map into the creek... Yeah. Like, he just pauses halfway across a river... Yeah. And just starts laughing. Yeah. He, and that's and, how yeah. he tells them. And exactly, even that scene, like, you see Josh, he goes and grabs him and he's like, what the fuck? But then after that, next scene, literally, they're both telling her off. They're like, this is your fault. We're yeah, lost because of you. They're blaming Heather. Yeah, and then she's like, Mike's the one who threw the. It's just so frustrating because they just keep <sighs> blaming her for everything, and then yeah. she's losing it, and she's just kind of like, "It's all my fault. Like I'm the one. I'm gonna get us all killed." Like, and she keeps going on, like you know, and it's just really sad because it's like they've done this to her. But yeah, um, yeah, but you see, like m- more than anyone, like Josh is the one who keeps picking fights with her. It's kind of weird, like, mm. Mike's such a weird character, like, one minute he's, like, cool, calm, and collective, and the next he's kind of just, like, lost his shit. Yeah. Keeps going in and out of it. But Josh is the one who keeps picking fights with her over everything, and it's so frustrating because, like, they should be focusing on working together to get out of there, but instead he's kind of like, oh, this is all your fault, we shouldn't have come here, this was such a stupid idea and stuff. Yeah, oh, there's a scene where, like, there's a scene where, like, um... Because Heather's continuously, like, documenting things to try and keep sane. Yeah. And, like, um, it's really bothering Josh. Like, he keeps shouting at her, put the damn camera away. Yeah. You know, all that kind of thing. And then there's a scene, like, later on 
I think this must be a couple of days into them being mm. lost. Um, she's like, she's just like standing there at a tree, like full on despair. Mm. And like, he starts shouting at her and like mocking her and saying, yeah. Hey, you wanted to, you wanted to film a video? Here we are filming a video. And he's just like filming her as she starts crying yeah. while he just keeps yelling at her and he just keeps going, yeah. making fun of her. Worst. And even the mic's like, dude, that's not cool. Like, yeah. leave her alone. Yeah. But he just keeps going. It's insane. When this is not Heather's fault at all. Mm. Like, it was her idea to go into the woods, but it wasn't her who freaking threw the map away. Yeah, because even if you see, like, the guys, like, she knows where she's going at the start, but they keep taking um, control, and they're the one who's leading her, when it's like, yeah. she should be leading them. But yeah, then from there, it just kind of spirals down. And then one night, um, Josh disappears. Yeah. And you can see, like, I guess it could have been Mike's way of dealing with it, but he was more chill, because he's kind of like, oh, he'll come back, he'll come back. But then Heather was, like, full-on, like, sobbing, like, freaking out. Mm. Um, But yeah, they're kind of just together. They're trying to figure out where Josh is. And then at night, they hear, like, what sounds like Josh screaming or calling for help. Mm -hmm. So... They've heard that for a couple of nights, I think. But yeah. Um, they're basically, they've gone out and they're trying to look for him, but they they don't know what's calling him. And I yeah. think a lot of them, are, like, I think at one point, Mike's like, maybe like the Blair Witch um, has got him or was like, is mimicking his voice or something like yeah. that. But yeah. She's like freaking out and stuff. But then I think they wake up and one night, um, like a ritualistic, kind of trinket thing is found outside the campsite. I think it's the night after. Yeah, it's like a bundle of sticks that has, like, paint on it and it's, like, been tied together with, like, white... Yeah. Um, so what Heather does is she opens it and it's... At the start, like, I didn't pick up on it until, like... Like, I told you, like, the it's wrapped in, like, flannel. So then, like, it kind of... It took me a minute, but it's, like, there was the same flannel that Josh was wearing. Yeah. That's when, like, she freaked out because inside there's, like what looks to be blood and we couldn't pick it out but i think it said that it was like a tooth or something yeah like teeth and like yeah a bit of it's just some body parts you know yeah like small it's gross but yeah she freaks out when she sees that but she doesn't tell mike which was interesting yeah she doesn't tell him about it um i think that's probably like part of her trying to deny that it's happening mm. like that she didn't want to tell mike i think yeah when she really should have told him Mm. Just to, like, even just see how he reacted to it. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, things just kind of spiral. Like, you never... Most... Even, like, from the start of the movie, like, you never actually see this Blair Witch. You kind of... He hear noises here and there and stuff. But I think there was one night where they were all running from their tents. Because mm-hmm. I think... The thing is, Heather never actually saw what was there. Because I think Mike was leading them. Mike. And then I think Josh was behind. So... Mike or something said there's something outside and he saw it and he ran mm. and Heather was in the middle and Josh was behind and she like she's asking them like why are we running like what what the hell was that and I think they said we saw the Blair Witch or something but mm. you were telling me that during recording or something what oh yeah um so during recording uh one night when they were supposed to be running away from the tent um they were supposed to film a guy in all white he was like wearing like white tights and like had white tights like over his head and all that stuff 
just to like have this like white figure appear who was supposed to be the Blair Witch. Mm. But the cameraman, while they were running, forgot to pan. So they didn't reshoot the scene and they just left that out. But I like that. I feel like it's very ominous and it kind of adds to all like the theories mm. that have come about, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, there's no real confirmation that there's something supernatural going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, after that, basically it kind of, it keeps cutting in and out. But I think it's one night um, where basically they hear Josh's voice and Mike... The thing is, Mike's always been hesitant about, like, leaving the tent at night because he's like, oh, you you know, you have to be careful. Like, you know, he doesn't, like, take control in that situation. But, like, this night, he sprints out and Heather's like, where are you going? Like, what's happening? And then, basically, Mike leads them to a house that's in the middle of the woods. A very creepy, abandoned house that's Uh, broken down. Mm -hmm. This is basically the last night. And, um... Yeah, they hear Josh in the house. So Heather's following Mike's lead. So mm-hmm. basically, to set the scene, Mike's run in. Heather's like following after. She's like, why are we going in? We shouldn't be in here. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then Mike's all like, oh, I, I can hear his voice. And then he announces. He doesn't say. He's like, I'm going upstairs. Mm-hmm. And he runs upstairs. And then she follows behind. And the moment she reaches up, he's like, um, I heard him downstairs. I'm going downstairs. Yeah. And he runs down, and then she she's like, wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of happening yeah. all at once. And he heads down. He's, yeah. He announces that he's heading down to the basement. Yeah. He doesn't just say, that's what I mean. Like, he doesn't just tell her. He announces it loudly. Like, he's stating it as if he wants someone to hear. Yeah. That's what I found, like, very creepy about it. Mm-hmm. And then he runs down. And then um, Heather's following, but she's, like, behind him. Mm-hmm. So then you see kind of Mike running down, and then his camera drops, and then that's all you see from him. And then, yeah. and then it goes back to uh, Heather's camera. Mm-hmm. And and she's running down yeah. and she runs into the room mm-hmm. in the basement. Yeah. And you can see what she's seeing, which is Mike standing in the corner, facing mm-hmm. away from her. Yeah. Like, that's so weird. He's just, yes, yeah, being very creepy. And like, then, after yeah. his camera's already dropped, so he's supposedly fallen to the ground, like he's been struck by something. Mm. And now here he is standing in the corner. Yeah, he's just standing there, t- not turning around to her screams, which is an interesting thing. Because she's screaming, yeah. she's like, Mike, Mike. And then something hits her from behind and it drops. I did find it cool that the scene, um, what, that scene was in black and white. Yeah. Kind of like how, because we kind of figured out that um, the difference between what they're recording for their documentary and their kind of like extra footage. Because their documentary was all in black and white. Yeah. And the extra footage was in um, colour. Yeah, and I think partly it might be because it was, like, nighttime, but also, like, probably for the effect, too. Like, black mm. and white just looks creepier. It's just creepy, yeah. But, yeah, it basically kind of ends with it, like, dropping the camera. Yeah, her camera drops. And then, like, that's it. Yeah. There's, like, a few interesting things to note about, like, group morale dropping and, like, everyone going crazy. Yeah. But there's, like, a lot of theories as to why everyone acts the way they do. Mm-hmm. So part of it, like, at some point they run out of food, so at night they start talking about food. Yeah. And, like, dreaming about food. But, like, there's, like, a bunch of other theories as to, like, why everyone goes crazy and what yeah. actually happened out in the woods. Yeah, that's... A... Sorry. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. Um, you don't really know 
much other than what's being documented on the film but like as we said there was like more stuff released um on like websites and stuff like extra found footage like there's one like a proper website that's called like legacy legacy the legacy or something and mm-hmm. it's basically it's got um found f- footage like extra stuff so like the camera reels and stuff they've basically they've picked up like gifs from like the actual like film and they've just kind of added it in here and there then there's a couple of audio scenes um most of the audio scenes there are about the map which i found kind of interesting mm-hmm. um because like they yelled for like a very long time like who has the map like i've got the map like you know and then there's also um heather's journal that was released as well mm-hmm. we won't go through the pages but basically it starts off before they actually leave like with like when she's like they're kind of planning what they're going to do yeah and then it kind of it ends with her last night being um the night before basically they all die yeah so you can kind of see even in there she brings up a lot of things like um she talks about her like how she doesn't know mike because um mike's josh friend and like they he's basically brought along mike to do the audio so she's like kind of talking about oh he's new i don't know if i trust him but she's also talking about um her connection with josh and how he's a bit weird like he she never really knows what's going on with him and he's always like he's not nice to her like he's kind of talking about how he's kind of annoying and like always tries to pick fights with her yeah but then also as the night progresses um as like the days progress and stuff she's kind of talking about how um a lot of one of the biggest things was like a lot of the scary stuff happens when i'm asleep or like mm-hmm. you know at night time i was kind of like mm. but she also like she that's why i said like like the big thing was like she sleeps like a log at night so you don't yeah yeah so we'll go into the theories but that's like a big you know mm. Mm. but she does pick up on it but then it's like too late because they like die yeah there is like a lot going on mm. with just like all the creepy things that yeah yeah all the creepy things they see yeah but the thing is they don't yeah Heather doesn't really see anything, which I found kind of interesting. It's just the guys that are kind of, like, actually, like, here's the thing. With the supernatural things, like, most of it's just, like, um, voodoo doll-looking things or, like, mm. rocks and twigs and, like, basically, like... It's all very DIY. Basically, yeah. Anyone can do that. But the sounds and stuff was all, like, the first... At, like right at the start it was mostly the guys who were hearing it but later on it was like she was like oh yeah i heard it too but it's kind of like there's like the power of suggestion with that like yeah. it could have just been like owls or like you know what i mean yeah because yeah. like on the first night it's mm. is it josh yeah he says he's heard something and he's like oh it could have been an owl and then i also heard a cackling yeah yeah like okay dude yeah that's the thing like you but then she does bring up she's like oh yeah i sleep like a log so that's probably why i didn't hear it but like later on you see like the guys actually like she she mentions in her book like how on her journal how like the guys are like sleeping fine she's like you know there's so much going on like i don't know how they're able to sleep Mm. at night and she's like they're sleeping so fine like i can barely sleep and i'm like it makes sense like if you're in such a situation you'd have trouble sleeping yeah but it's kind of a weird thing yeah um later when they're hearing screams Mm. particularly josh's screams yeah and like then on the final night when they enter the house you can hear children's voices yeah and it sounds like children's laughter yeah which is super creepy yeah and like 
where does all that come from? Like, because with the theory, are you going to talk about the, uh, the yeah. theory? Yeah. Um, I'll let you get into that. I'll, I'll talk about the theories, but just a quick thing. Like, keep in mind, um, Mike is the audio guy, so he, he has a lot of... Con- he has the ability to set up like stereos and stuff they can play this because that's why i said like the big thing is mm. she sleeps like a lot so they can do things when she's asleep but yeah. I'll, I'll get to that into the theories but um basically the, the i'll just kind of summarize just one of the big some of the big ones but um one of the theories that i came across was that um josh killed mike and heather so they did say because he did um he's been weird like the whole time but during the one attack which they apparently josh both Josh and Mike saw the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, they, when they managed to run back to their campsite, um, all of Josh's stuff had been like thrown around. So he was a bit like, "Oh, like why am I being attacked?" And he was freaking out after that. But one yeah. of the things is the Blair Witch maybe took control of Josh, mm-hmm. and because in like the previous stories, there's this guy called like Rustin Pa, um, who murdered like seven children in his house in like the 1940s. But basically, what happened is. Um, the Blair Witch had um, possessed him or something and did mm-hmm. all of these killings. Um, yeah, so basically this guy, he killed the, a bunch of kids um, in his basement. So what he did was he'd take them down in pairs. He'd make one face the wall while he killed the other one. So I guess mm-hmm. that's where they kind of made that comparison with yeah. like Mike turning around. So they were kind of saying, um, yeah, either... This theory theory is like either like the Blair Witch or like Rustin Pa's spirit like inhabited Josh's body and portrayed this. Yeah. But that's basically like the crux of it. Um another one is there's this lady called Mary Brown, which you see. She was one of the ladies who got interviewed. Mm. She they say that she's like the Blair Witch or something like that. It's a bit far fetched, but she was like she's one of those like She's really obsessed with the Blair Witch, basically, the whole mm. time. But she's kind of deemed as, like, the crazy lady. Um, there are There is another theory that there are multiple spirits and monsters walking the woods there. So, basically, this is focused more around the two um, fishermen guys. Mm-hmm. So, while one of them, like, he has a hat. He's the one who's talking about all these creepy, like, stories of, like, women, like, um, walking, like, kind of hovering above the waters or, like, stuff he's seen in the woods. The other guy's kind of brushing it off. He's like, don't be stupid and stuff. But it kind of brings up the fact there could be other things roaming around. Mm. Um, another one is there's there was a lady in the town who was persecuted for being a witch in the 1700s or something. So like the theory is like, she's a Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. She's come back to seek revenge. Um, but my favorite one, or like the one that I think is the most realistic, is the fact that Mike and Josh use this opportunity to kill Heather. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's more logical and it makes sense, especially... You told the... me this theory first, and like yeah. I've heard a bunch of other theories, and this is my favourite. Yeah, I feel like the way it was set out as well, that's why every time when we were watching it, I told you to keep account of certain things. Like, I was yeah. like, who has the map? Who has the compass? Who has this? Like, make sure mm. you're watching. Because the big thing is, um, like, they say like they did it for, like, cult reasons or, like, because they're insane. But regardless of that... It just makes sense the way it is portrayed. Because yeah. the big thing is the map. Like, um, Mike losing the map. Or, like, how the guys keep taking control in the situation. And how yeah. they keep, like, degrading Heather and making her seem like she's the crazy one. Yeah. 
they do that the whole time and another thing is they um the next after they have like the maps like gone um the only thing left they have is a compass and you think that heather would take the compass because she knows she kind of she's the one who's done the research and knows how to survive in the wilderness basically but it goes to josh for a long time for some reason and he gives it on to mike Mm. so the thing is with that is mike has no idea what's happening he's done no research he's just kind of there yeah and we did see a video which they brought up the fact that you can use like magnets like these magnets to like alter the um compass yeah it can mess with the compass direction yeah and those like specific magnets are found in like audio equipment yeah and it's important to know yeah and mike's the audio guy so he could have easily messed up the compass and thrown them off track because they do mm. go off track that's the thing after they when they start following the creek the guys decide out of nowhere let's take a new direction which is interesting to say the least yeah. but it's just the way everything was portrayed like it seemed like the guys could have easily gone to this place in advance um kind of sketched out the area figured out where they wanted to do everything um set out a bunch of creepy stuff like the rocks yeah. and all of that also a big thing was like as we said like she sleeps like a rock like like a log at night mm. so they could have easily just entered and exited the um tent and set out creepy stuff for them to wake up to yeah another thing like how did mike get the map in the first place because heather's always had it in her back pocket so he could have mm. easily taken it at night and that's because he said he kicked into the river there's no like sh- you never see them like they don't know that he's done that she could have done that at night yeah. and like you know what i mean like so many things could have happened mm. and like another big thing is um when it comes to the killings at the end of the day like when they get lured into the um when when heather gets lured into the um house the abandoned house um mike the whole time like i said before he kept announcing where he was going as yeah. if he's trying to alert someone where he's going to be at all times yeah so it could have like it could have been a planned attack because josh did go missing because so it could have been like an easy thing for him to like go in and like set up extra stuff and get yeah prepared. like they could have easily like because he's in charge of audio like mm. he would have known how to rig up like speakers yeah. in the woods of mm. like josh's screams and the children's laughter exactly yeah hear. and josh just could have been in that house just kind of waiting for them because it wasn't a big period of time between mm. him going missing and like it was only like a couple day. of days yeah so in that time like they could have gotten food for themselves you know what i mean because like yeah you they could have even stashed it in that creepy house if they wanted to yeah um but yeah it, that's my favorite theory and it just it makes so much sense when it comes down to it mm. because yeah there's another weird one, which is, I found it interesting, where it's Heather confessed to the killings before they happened. I mm. found that interesting because the whole thing is, like, the um, the found footage was, like, it was found by the, these campers. They gave it to, like, the authorities. Then the authorities are kind of, like, the p- police are putting it kind of together piece by piece. Yeah. So, like, a lot of them are saying that basically they may have put it, the confession in too late. And they could have pieced it in too late into where they... Th- thought it was actually yeah supposed to be like it could have been like more at the start of the film so her like confessing like you know what she's done and like how she's killed them and stuff it's a bit far-fetched but it's kind of interesting because like the way they set it out is like the police are trying to piece this together to where they think it would be yeah so they could have easily like messed it up but yeah in that scene she does she doesn't mention um she's like oh i killed them and stuff but we kind of presume it more in a sense where she's like the guys have pushed her to the point where she thinks it's her fault. Yeah. Like, that they've gone in the wrong direction and stuff. Because, like, they've manipulated her in a yeah. lot of ways. 
Mm, they're like, basically even, yeah. like blaming her for things when she's like the most level-headed person there. Yeah. Um, there are a few other theories of it being like um, other supernatural entities like Wendigos and all of that just kind of being in the woods. Um, there's also another theory that it was the um, the townsfolks that killed them. I, th- mm. I don't... It's more, like a, it's more like a cult situation. There's a few theories which is like, you know, it's like a cult kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, there's also a few theories about it being like the... Um, like... I don't know how to say it, but basically people who become obsessed with the Blair Witch, it like it drives into insanity and then they end up like, mm-hmm. you know, going crazy and killing themselves. Then there's a lot of things to do with like Rustin Pa, the original guy, who who was like like the big the big like thing where like how he killed people and he blamed like the Blair Witch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. And another weird one, like a smaller one, which is kind of like, you know, the entire film was like fake so like the trio could start new lives. Yeah, that's basically it. But for me personally, I feel like the one with Josh and um, like coming together to kill her that just made more sense, yeah. especially the way the film panned out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's kind of all I have. Yeah. I found yeah I found those theories interesting, but I just I don't know if it's because like sort of like even if they didn't kill her, they were at least being complete dicks to her mm. like um and it was kind of like coming across kind of sexist because she was like the woman in charge yeah and, and like they, they couldn't handle that because yeah. like mike had no idea how the map worked so he just threw it into the river mm. and like why dude that's literally your ticket home i think he was the one who was complaining about having work on monday because when they didn't yeah. quite make it home yeah that's that it last they, night yeah they were um there's one scene where like they're arguing with her and they're like how the hell like we're like we don't recognize these this area like where are we going you've made us get lost and she's trying to explain to them like she's like we've taken we've trying to we've taken one route to hit the two spots they needed to hit yeah the, the most direct route so now we're going to take a different route to go straight back to where we need to go like yeah, we're not going to go to the same place yeah yeah it's basically a shorter route than it would have taken for them to get to the first two yeah. places because they hit they basically like they hit two points to because they had two places they needed to go so like to get would have gone the long way first to go to the first place and then to go to the second place and then they would have just cut past the first place to get back to the car yeah but they didn't understand that they were like no we're going the wrong direction and they took control Mm. yeah it's a great film though i love it (laughs) yeah well i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. um it really spooked me like yeah i've come to realize that like i'm not really that scared of a lot of like scary kind of movies but this one like got me it's good yeah i feel like when it comes to the unknown i feel like um i was actually talking to someone about it like when it comes to the unknown i feel like that's kind of the scariest thing not knowing what's what the real fear is yeah yeah i feel like it's just like it's so ominous and it just leaves everything to your um, imagination and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it's just it's really creepy especially like how um as well like the actors and stuff they went by their real names i thought that yes. was like a big thing as well yeah yeah it's just it's such a beautifully executed shot it's is it it's not really a student film but like the way they portrayed it it's kind of like it's just it's like a smaller film it's not like a low, big budget, low budget film low budget film but it's just it's just well executed you know mm. especially when it comes to like the horror and thriller genre like now 
a lot of films are focused in on um the jump scare factor or like how scary can we make the monster factor i think i just really like things that focus on the psychological aspect of this same because yeah. like you're afraid like you're not sure what's going on and you're not sure why people are acting the way they're acting and like it focuses on like like you feel you really feel for the characters like exactly yeah. especially heather like and when you see her start to break down mm. Like, that genuinely upsets you. Yeah, it's natural. It's more, like, relatable, especially mm. when you see them mucking around and having fun. Yeah, it just... It just feels real. It does feel real. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's scary, because, like, you don't know what, what, what to be scared of. Mm. But, yeah. Because you never actually... That's like we said, you never actually mm. see, like, what the ominous figure is. But, yeah. Um, there is two more films after this. I think... Like, there's a 2002... I don't know if it's a remake, but it's meant to be a sequel. It's confusing. Mm. I didn't really read into it, but no one really knows about it. Yeah. (laughs) Or the investigation into the... I don't think it's found... I I think they did it in a different way, where it's like, let's make this, like, you know, a proper, like, film where we actually see the supernatural thing, and, like, it's Uh, not going to be handheld. But, yeah. And then there's also a 2016 or 17... um, It's not a remake... From what I read, it's, like, um, Heather's brother or something goes into the woods to, like, figure out, like, what, what's been happening. But uh, I think... okay. But it's not done in the same way, because I think they actually blame it on, like, the Blair Witch. And you actually see it. And I'm just, like, oh, I'm not... so boring. I know. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like, sort of, like, psychological stuff, where it's, mm. like, a billion different things could have happened, but what really happened, and it's, like... You don't have to be ambiguous as to what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, mm. I really like the theory with, like, Mike and Josh. Because I feel like it'll be too easy to make it, like, oh, let's blame the Blair Witch. But this is, like, so well thought of and so, like, messed up. It's just kind of like, whoa. Because, like, you won't, you can't really pick up on things unless you've seen the film, like, at least twice or, like, once before. There's little things, like, here and there that you pick up on. Like, I was telling you about, like, the whole mm. thing with the map and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, like, so many little things. Mm. Which I like. Yeah, it's a great movie. But, yeah. What are your final thoughts on it? Um, I really liked it. I would Mm -hmm. recommend. Mm -hmm. It's very good. I definitely... I know some people are like, oh, it, like, loses its essence if you see it more than once. But I feel like the more you see it, the more you pick up on things you didn't see the first time. Yeah, you can really think about and dissect it if you watch it again, Mm. I think. It doesn't lose... I don't think it loses its elements if you see it more than once. Because I've seen it multiple times and I still get excited every time I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I love it. I, you ha- it's something... It's one of those films where you, like, you have to see sometime in your lifetime. Because it's just... It made such a big impact in the mm-hmm. um, found footage kind of handheld cameras. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah. Anyway, I yeah. think that's about all. Yeah. So, next week... We'll either be talking about the sequel to this, not next week, next fortnight, the sequel to this film, or we might have another special little episode that we won't discuss yet, just yet. But mm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I guess goodbye for me. Bye for now. <laughs>